it's time to relax. You know what that means. It's time to break the deathbed promise I made to my grandfather as he was passing away, and I swore I would never watch a Pixar movie. But now the time has come to talk about it here on an episode of the original Janksters. I'm I'm Kevin Jank. Peter Jank. (laughs) We're not on block talk. You don't have to jump the the gun. (laughs) I always feel like I have to. Every time you have to, every time I feel like it's building up to you saying I'm Kevin Jank, I always have to like say it about a second before you get there just so I can land on time. (laughs) It's good to land on time. That's why you're a pilot. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> what? You've been lying this whole time? Not the whole time. <laughs> I'm actually just a stewardess. Oh. <laughs> oh, that. All right. Well, our uh at the the request of you, Peter Jank. I did. Uh movie that we are watching this week and going to be talking about is Disney slash Pixar's Mona, which is a weird way of spelling it. Uh, normally, I've just seen it M-O-N-A, but apparently they spell it all weird. I think you're There's saying an extra it, a in there. it's Moana. What? <laughs> no, it says Moan. Uh. <laughs> okay. You're doing great so far. This is what I expected. <laughs> I expected nothing less. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Why don't you tell people about this movie and uh, and why you chose it for this episode? All righty. So as I kind of basically alluded to last week um, and what we've kind of discussed was we were going to choose a couple movies before Creed 2 came out to video. And uh, the only requirements were they could not have sequels. Now, uh, I sure. Kevin was choosing a movie that I've never seen that he's seen. And I had to choose a movie which is very difficult that Kevin's never seen. <laughs> But that I've seen. So knowing Kevin, he's never seen a Pixar movie. So I saw I saw an opportunity in front of me and I had to take it. Um, unfortunately, I don't know if this would have been the movie that I would have chosen, even though I really, really like this movie. Uh, I just don't think Kevin would like it. I would have chosen <laughs> Toy Story or Monsters, Inc. or really anything other than a weird princess movie. <laughs> <laughs> but all those movies or have sequels. She? I don't know. As they like to point out. Yeah, no, she's <laughs> multiple times. The daughter of the chief. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I would have definitely chosen a different Pixar movie, even The Incredibles, which would have made way more sense for Kevin. But unfortunately, they just had a goddamn sequel, which I refused to even watch <laughs> in the first place anyway. So, um, wow. <laughs> what made you draw the line at Incredibles? Too? I don't. I don't think it should have had a sequel. And you would have loved this, uh, or loved the Incredibles as well, because it had what's his face in there, um, Jason Lee. So it would have been just great. <laughs> it's true. I don't know. I still don't know that it would have loved it. <laughs> I think you would have liked it because I'm afraid. I'm afraid of your your, uh, your opinions on this one. <laughs> So well, before sure. I get there, let me let me yeah. let me hear just a just a rating. Where does this fall as far as a one to ten scale uh, as far as movies that you've seen in your life? Uh, I mean, that's hard to say um, because I'm kind of here's let me tell you where I'm at on this. Uh-huh. Um, I can I would have to give it probably two numbers. 
Uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about a band called the Beatles. Uh huh. <laughs> you may have heard of them. I, I enjoy um, them quite a bit. <laughs> yes. Seems like most people do. They're, you know, they're without a doubt one of the greatest bands that we've ever had. Certainly one of the most seminal rock bands that have ever existed. They're mm-hmm. great. You know, everyone loves them. You can't say that they're not. They pretty much influenced everything else that came afterwards. Uh, so, by all measures, a great band. But do I ever sit around and put on like a Beatles record and be like, oh man, love me some Beatles? No. <laughs> like, I would not, like, again, I'm not going to argue that they suck. They're a great band, but they just don't, you know, flick my bean, I guess you could say. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really do anything for me. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> well, I'm glad that the Beatles doesn't flick your beam, but I'm assuming neither does Pixar. Because I'm assuming you're going to compare the Beatles to Pixar and how... <clears throat> now, correct me if I'm wrong. You're comparing them to the Beatles as in it's something that you could see that there's potential in. It's just not something that suits you. Yeah. I mean, I can see that this is a well-done movie. Like, it's not that they weren't trying. They, I mean, they clearly spent a lot of money on the animation, and the animation looks spectacular. It really does look nice. Um, the story is clear. They didn't, it's not like Wish Upon, where you're just like, what the fuck were they thinking? <laughs> nobody, nobody in this thing can act. Like, <laughs> the story makes no fucking sense. Like, no, you can't say that either. It's, it's perfectly well made. Um, so I can't say that it's a terrible movie. It's cause it's not, that would be, a, you know, that'd be disingenuous. Uh, but did it do anything for me? Did I get any joy out of it? No. Oh, wow. <laughs> if I was six years old, maybe I probably would have liked it. <laughs> I pro- I'm sure I would have, if I saw this when I was six. Um, but for me as an adult, uh, no, I can't say that I really got much <laughs> out of it. Was there a couple possible parts that you may have smiled at? Uh, not really. <laughs> Damn. Again, I can't really say bad things about it because it's not, like I said, it's not a terrible movie. Everyone was trying their ass off, and I'm sure for most people it works. It just isn't, you know, wasn't for me. <laughs> All right. No, that's fair. That definitely makes sense. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's well let's start off. Let's kind of explain Moana in a, uh from the beginning. So basically, uh, we see. Boy, how the fuck did this movie start? <laughs> how did it start? <laughs> oh, uh, it was oh, the grandmother. Like cu- yeah, the grandmother yeah, is kind the of story explaining in. the uh, some of the story of basically uh, Maui on how he steals the heart of this island called Tafiti, which is kind of a goddess of life, it seems like. Um, so she steals, or he steals the heart from uh, Tafiti, and then now, since he's got the heart, as he's trying to escape from the heart, or from the island, everybody's after it, and unfortunately, <laughs> he gets basically pounded in the face and lost on an island, and he drops his magical hook and uh, the heart of the sea, or heart of the island, or whatever. Basically, t- Maui is a demigod who can shapeshift into whatever animals he wants as long as he's got his magic hook. Um, yeah, we'll learn. Which more. A, a fish hook seems like a very odd choice of a weapon. <laughs> like, there's so many cool weapons you could have, but they're just like, how about a fish hook? <laughs> 
you know, that thing no one's ever really used as a weapon because it's not very intimidating. It's true, but I like that it's different because nobody's ever used a giant fish hook before. So I was like, okay, I'll accept it. I'll accept giant it's fish true. hook. That's um, so <laughs> true. We could have gone with like a cool <laughs> scythe, though. <laughs> you wanted something big and hooked in. Death, death uses sharp. a scythe. I don't know if kids would like the scythe as much. <laughs> I think they do. <laughs> kids are like, more scythes, please. <laughs> Um, so we kind of get this whole story from uh, Moana's grandmother um, as she's kind of explaining it and all the animations are kind of happening and she kind of plays out as Maui's this bad guy who's taken this heart and basically starting to uh, doom us all because prophecy says that as soon as he, uh, he as soon as he took the heart, the, the world had started to die, basically starting to uh, decay. Um, so Yeah, something about darkness just... It's plaguing the land. Yes, indeed. <laughs> which, which, by the way, I didn't check, but was the grandmother played by Adam Sandler? <laughs> no. Because it sounded like Adam Sandler doing his old man voice. <laughs> it wasn't. Um, <laughs> it was played by this. I, it, I think almost everybody was played by like some kind of a ascendant from an island, actually. Shockingly enough, I don't know how they found that many actors who <laughs> came from islands. Except for one notable, which we'll get to. Well, he's Samoan, which is also an islander. So. No, no, not talking about him. Oh, <laughs> you talk about Alan Tudyk, the, the <laughs> yeah. chicken. I'm so glad that you knew that 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 was Alan Tudyk. So that makes me very happy. I had heard about that beforehand that he played the chicken in this thing. And so I was like, oh, boy, at least something will be good in this movie. And then it's like it, the chicken doesn't talk. It just makes chicken noises. <laughs> you yep. could have gone on YouTube, gotten a sound clip of a chicken. And done just as much. I know it doesn't make sense to me. I was afraid that you would hate that character so much, and then I was going to spoil the fact that well, Alan Tudyk played the chicken, and you'd probably like, who gives a fuck? (laughs) They wasted him. Like, give him a role where he can speak. He does do. uh, He does do the Candy King in Ralph, uh, Wreck It Ralph, which is just amazing. He does the the best impression of. I can't remember who uh, the guy. Oh, I. It's um oh fuck they do his voice on Hollywood Babylon all the time. Um, the guy, yeah, the guy who played uh, the Mad Hatter in Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. His he, fucking name. He nails that impression like perfectly. I don't know. I gotta look it up now. Yeah. Um, but basically, <sighs> while I'm looking it up, so basically the movies, um, goes on like that. So Moana is a very very small child at the time where she's learning, uh, about this. Uh, uh, you know, Maui and all this darkness and all this stuff like that. And then she kind of is, always has, this... which apparently like, I thought she was like an Islander, but I guess she must be Mexican because there was a lot of small children in a tiny hut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. What does that have to do with being a Mexican? <laughs> <laughs> That's how they roll. There's like 17 kids living in one tiny uh, little hut. That's what they do down there. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, anywho. Then this movie goes on to have way too much topless little girls. <laughs> That's pro- I didn't even notice that, honestly, but yeah, probably. Edwin. Edwin is his name. Edwin, yeah, that's it. So anyways, uh, so basically the ocean kind of calls out to Moana. Uh, she kind of like wanders her way to the ocean. Um, and as she does, she, uh, sees a shell on the beach and, uh, the water kind of opens up to her and then 
presents to her another shell and she's like collecting these shells and the further she's going out to the water like the water is like basically splitting like she's moses and uh <laughs> she's parting the seas to collect all these shells or whatnot and then the um the ocean offers her the heart uh, from tafiti or whatever so basically <laughs> um she she grabs the heart but unfortunately her father doesn't want her anywhere near the water and he grabs her and she drops the heart on the sand and on the beach and she, you know uh she just keeps going back and forth to the beach but she always thought that that moment was a dream i guess um boy i'm trying not to like explain too much in detail all of this movie but <laughs> um but she's just so swept up yeah, I know. It's a good movie. <laughs> um, I will say the the beginning of this movie is very song heavy. There is way oh. – I'm not going to say there's way too yeah. many songs, but there are – well, no. There's way too many songs in the front half or at least this first act of the movie. But I like the songs. I don't think I dislike any of them. Wow. But there are too many of them. <laughs> I don't think there should have been that many because I think the first act of this movie is possibly just a slight – even though it, it feels like it's well-paced. It's just that – I mean it could have been a little bit faster if there wasn't yeah. so many songs. But I, the songs really help push the story for it because it gives you more or less an idea of what's going on in the island. Because what basically happens is uh, – or who Moana is, is she is the daughter of a chief, basically just an island princess, um, where when <laughs> yeah. eventually her father's going to die and pass the torch on to her, and she will become the new chief of this island. And we learn from one of the songs that she will be the chief eventually, but she's always – drawn back to the ocean but her father keeps bringing her back to the island saying these are your people these are the people you need to protect and all this stuff and you learn all this from the song which is very very well done because i mean in a weird way if you think about it if they had to explain all this exposition in a different (laughs) way it's like i don't need all this stuff i don't need it i can get that but in the song it works because it's like oh it's a song we're all having fun and they're still explaining exposition of all this stuff that they already know they shouldn't have to explain it because it's in a song it's like oh okay we're having fun so (laughs) i guess yeah if they did that in freddie versus jason i would have (laughs) liked that better because they're always explaining that freddie's a bad guy and steals your nightmares and jason's a bad guy who haunts the lake it's like, well, I get that already. But if they did it in a song, I'd be like, oh, this is a fun song. <laughs> and they're explaining I mean, them. The songs didn't really do much for me. Um, I, pretty much every time, especially those early songs, when they would start up, I was just like, I wish they hadn't gone with the original songs and they were just playing Rusted Root. <laughs> I could go for some semi on the way right now. <laughs> Yeah, I like, probably like that better. <laughs> I don't know. That one Moana song that she sings. And no one knows how far I go. I'm probably missing up all the lyrics, but I love that <laughs> song to death. That's a great song. The other one where they're actually explaining hmm. the island and all that stuff. It's like, eh. I mean, it's there because they have to explain exposition, but I'm not. Yeah, I wouldn't. That's probably my least favorite out of all of them. Um, right. That's just kind of an intro song, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, even the even that Moana song, though, like I think what bothers me most about those types of things is why I'm not a huge musical guy. Sometimes there's ones that are particularly funny that I'll get into or, you know, just the songs are so good. Like, I don't even know what like thing that Shapoopy song is from. But man, that's a good song. That's not a good song. <laughs> not even, that's a great song. That's a terrible song. 
<laughs> that song is great. That's probably the greatest song from any musical ever. Oh, God. <laughs> Your taste of music is getting, it's going away. It's slowly going away. It's fading with the years. <laughs> I don't like when they're like singing their feelings, essentially. We're kind of like taking a break from the song to just be like, what's wrong with me? Like you're just kind of stopping the singing to just kind of have random thoughts. It's just like this doesn't feel like an actual song. <laughs> like songs don't do that, but musical songs do it all the fucking time. Well, that and happens that's... definitely towards the end of the movie for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it happens at the beginning, too, but definitely at the end. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so basically we learn that Moana is just trying to, um, you know, wrestle the ideas of, you know, going back to the ocean, but also becoming chief of this island. Um, we later find out that the island is starting to be affected. Uh, we learn that it's becoming more and more corrupt, that things are rotting on the island, like a lot of the coconuts are rotting, or the, the fish had just stopped showing up. Um, yeah. So they're running they're <laughs> Can't running find out any of fish food. anyway. Um, so she offers the idea, why don't we go beyond the reef, the barrier reef that's basically right there that's surrounding the island, but her father's completely against it. We find out later that his father is against it because he he was a lot like Moana, I guess, where he was drawn to the ocean, so him and his friend went out on a boat, and unfortunately, during that scene, which is crazy in a Disney movie, and they seem to do this all the time, but like his his fr- best friend dies, <laughs> So he fears. <laughs> usually, the that's only for the mothers. Yeah, usually we save that for the mothers, <laughs> but not in this one. It's the father's best friend. Um, but yeah, so that's why he's so scared of the sea because, unfortunately, you know his best friend died at sea. Um, so he's very fearful of it. Um, so he's mm-hmm. completely banishing the idea uh, of going past the reef. But Moana's like, well, what else are we supposed to do? And then we find out more and more, and we can't kind of go back and forth between um, uh, Moana and her grandmother, and we get a little bit of story there, and she kind of explains more of the story. But before we even get to that, Moana yeah. is like, fuck it. I'm just going to go out to sea. I'm going to go past that reef and see see what we can do about it, um, try to go get some fish, do something for my people. And she tries to do so, and the waves, once she gets past that reef um, – you know, the waves are much taller than she ever imagined, and she gets knocked off the boat, and she hurts herself really bad. Uh, on this was the first time I, where I was like, I don't understand this movie, because as we find out as the movie goes along, the water has chosen her to go on this mission. So why did the water make these waves to fucking send her back to the shore? Yeah, um, I think... I, so I, I knew that this was going to come up. I knew you were going to be questioning the water <laughs> a lot in this movie. Um, I think it's more or less – this is going to sound stupid, and I'm really stretching here. But I think it's more or less a, learn, a, a learning situation. And it seems like every single time that the water is doing horrible things, it always ends up somewhat good or for a purpose. So the reason I think the water didn't do anything and just let her wash back up to shore was so her grandmother can hand her the heart because she didn't even have the heart yet. So she oh, can hand yeah. her the heart and then also <laughs> explain – <laughs> Also explain the fact that, um, you know, you know, her people weren't just islanders. They were actually voyagers. Um, and her grandmother does explain that um, inside of this cave underneath this waterfall basically is these old ships uh, that were used to voyage the seas. And they would go from island to island and island until they basically found this island paradise. But at this time, they sent out a couple other voyagers 
um, boy, I'm trying to explain this. Um, <laughs> they sent out these other four. So hold on, hold on. So basically, uh, her grandmother shows her this cave, and the, we see all these crazy ships in there. Uh, Moana's kind of in shock, but her grandmother says, hey, hit the drum, and you'll find your answer. So she hits the drum, and we get another song. So many songs in this movie. <laughs> yeah. um, and it explains in this song that they were voyagers, and they had sailed from island to island. They got to this island where they're at, Matanui or whatever it is, and they, it seemed like they were sailing out again because at the end of that song, or the end of the sequence, they sent out more ships. But we, I think this is third time I think I've well, seen this movie. Well, they had built a bunch of ships. I don't know that they ever sent them out because they're still there, right? Um, they right. So they they sent out a few ships or built some ships and sent some more out. But they did send out some more people, but they never came back, and that's why they stayed there because they oh. it seemed like the the seas were being uh slowly being corrupted then. So she kind of explains that like later on. I didn't even catch that until this very last time I watched this movie. I didn't even know they sent more people out because I always wondered why didn't they go back out if they were voyagers? But they did. They sent more people out, but they never came back. So mm-hmm. they, I think what happened was is they sent people out. They never came back. So they said, you know what? Maybe we're just safer here. So I was like, okay, this makes a little bit more sense because I never understood. Like, why the fuck would you just stop voyaging if you're a bunch of voyagers? <laughs> so anyways. Uh, as I'm dropping F-bombs explaining a Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do. Fuck! So um, basically... <laughs> Fucking Moana's like, fuck this shit. I'm going in the water. <laughs> I'm going in the water. Oh, shit. Hold on. Hold on. Hold Uh-oh. on. Gotta analyze. There we go. I don't know what happened just there. So, anywho, it was because I was screaming. Um, <laughs> so, Moana's... Uh, sees the ships and she gets this whole song and all this stuff. What did you think about that song, by the way? What did you think about that one? It was like half of it was in weird Islander speech and the other oh, half was yeah. like Did, in did not appreciate that. Oh, I like I was like, speak English. <laughs> and then suddenly they did. <laughs> this is like 31 where they're just not going to have subtitles. <laughs> they're going to sing this whole song, but then luckily, yeah, like you said, at some point it does switch to English. But it's after the first verse because uh, it goes first verse is like a weird Islander. But I always man, oh man, I love that song. It's such a good song. But right after that, they go right into. <laughs> I didn't English even know Force. those words because I've probably heard it way too many times. I had it like on my iPod for or on my iPhone for the longest time. I just listened to the shit out of the soundtrack. Hulu, hulu, hurrah! Song. Um, but yeah, so um, at this point, Moana confronts her grandmother and said, hey, we're Voyagers, blah, 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 blah. And uh, grandmother says, well, you, you need to find out who you are and, you know, you know, make things right. And uh, here's the heart. You know, grandmother hands her the heart. And Moana's like, all right, I know what to do now. I need to return the heart. I need to go find Maui to go get this heart back to the island. Mm-hmm. So she confronts her father. And her father is completely against this, and they're walking out to the boats because his father's <laughs> she like, kind of does it in a dumbass way too, yes. or like they're having like a big meeting, and she's just like, "I'm gonna go call out my dad in front of everyone. This will go well." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, "You're grounded idea. forever." <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so he, and that's basically what he's trying to do. He's gonna go burn the boats. <laughs> yeah. 
he's basically going to ground her forever. She will never touch the sea again because she will always remain on the ground. Um, So he's on his way to go burn the boats. Moana's trying to stop him, and on his way, he sees his uh, mother's cane, her grandmother's cane, and uh, somebody runs out and says, hey, uh, your mother's mother's not doing well or dying or whatever. So they, they run to go find the grandmother, and she she's... She's dying, straight up dying. <laughs> she was just dancing a second ago, but now she, I guess, killed herself because <laughs> she, or else this was just the most suddenest case of cancer ever. <laughs> yeah, pretty intense. Um, she's probably old age. She's wicked old, maybe. Um, but yeah, yeah, so she's she's dying, and she's telling Moana to go, 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 go. You should go and do this. Um, <laughs> go, go, Power Rangers. Go, go, Power Rangers. Uh, Stingray. Um, so, uh, Moana takes off. She grabs a few things, grabs one of the boats from the waterfall and she, she, she gets out of there. She makes it over the waves. And as she makes it over those final waves, I like this part, dude. See, this is the thing. Like, I knew you're not going to like this movie ish, but I knew you would somewhat appreciate it. And I'm wondering like these few nuances, like, so as she makes it over the waves, there's like this like force that blows out from the island, and then a like this blue light hits the water, and it's the stingray that her grandmother said that when I die, I hope that this is what I become, and mm-hmm. the stingray hits the water and then goes underneath the boat, and it's almost like this guiding light. And it's a lot of like symbology in this movie. What did you think about her grandmother dying? Like, did you get that that was her grandmother dying? Uh, not at that time. No, I think I realized that later on once they kept having the stingray come back. Um, but at the time, no, I don't believe I <laughs> thought anything of it because oh. I figured the grandma was already dead. <laughs> 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 they made it pretty clear as soon as she ran off that like, yeah, this lady's done for. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she was. She wasn't doing pretty well. But uh, yeah, so Moana is now on her way to go find Maui. That's uh, the quest. So this this is the part of the movie where it's like in an RPG game where it's like fetch quests. <laughs> where she's like, I got to go fetch Maui. And then after that, I got to go fetch his hook. And then I have to go yep. f- basically, uh, you know, return the thing, finally completing my main quest. Um, and it's not bad. And 90% of the rest of the movie is all on that fucking raft. <laughs> That's true. It's like Life of Pi. Yeah. Um, or like a fucking castaway. <laughs> but instead of a volleyball, she is a chicken. <laughs> and a rock. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she, she ends up making her way towards the island. Her grandmother says, just uh, look underneath the giant fish hook stars. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> and there, there, lo and behold, uh, was an island. Now it is important to say that she's never sailed. She doesn't know how to sail. She's doing her best to get to these things. And she keeps, you know, she keeps messing up because obviously she's never really sailed a boat before. So she's doing the best she can to stay on track. And then unfortunately on her way to that Island, uh, she finds, uh, she finds herself inside of a crazy storm where this is the first part where I was like, why didn't the water help her here? But then the water got her to the Island. So it's like, did it help? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, so she makes her way to the island where Maui was. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. Maui is played by The Rock in this movie, and he shows up, 
and he jumps into song. Now, go ahead. Tell me what you think. <laughs> uh, I mean, again, the song didn't really do much for me. I mean, I guess I was impressed that The Rock was a better singer than I would have anticipated. Agreed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't think he would, you know, be much of a singer. But the song, you know, to be fair, I guess they probably tried to tailor it to his strengths and didn't try to give him anything too difficult to sing. Yeah. Um, they kind of kept it within, you know, his range. But I mean, I thought he did a good enough job. I didn't think the song was amazing, but he, I thought he, you know, acquitted himself nicely. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, when because I knew a couple songs going in, uh, we'll talk about one of them, and I knew the Moana <laughs> song, but I knew the other one going into the movie, but I didn't hear any of the other songs before I got to the movies and actually listened to them. Uh, so I didn't even know the rock was going to sing. So when I, when he started, I was like, Oh God, no, they're not happy. <laughs> and then I was like, this is actually kind of catchy and he's doing shockingly way better than I thought. So maybe it's because I had lower expectations when he started. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it surprised me more than it like impressed me. So, um, yeah, no, I, I agree. Cause you don't really expect wrestlers to be expert singers, right? <laughs> but, but he me- did it. To me, for this being like a Disney song, I, I like I said, it's catchy. I like the song. Is it the best song in the movie? No, but it is definitely one that, for some reason, usually gets stuck in my head a lot. Um, I can see that. I mean, of them all, it's probably the catchiest. Yeah, I think it, I can at least kind of remember that one. The other ones, I'm like, uh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can barely remember what happened. You're welcome, welcome <laughs> to think of it. Hey, kid, I can go on and on. And I can explain every natural phenomenon. Um, but yeah, basically, it's a really cool uh, sequence where we get to listen to the rock sing and dance. Basically, um, <laughs> yeah, basically bragging about how great he is. Yeah, and it's it's pretty good. I mean, it, the way that he does it is funny because he he's a very cocky character. Um, but <laughs> it's funny, like yeah, no, no, no. So basically, during the song, again, we get more exposition where he's explaining how he's the one who brought you know the islands from the sea, and he's the one who brought the basically lassoed the moon and brought it here to create waves. He's the one who created coconuts by burying an eel into the ground. Um, (laughs) Which you'd think if he's this awesome and he's like that strong that he can raise islands out of the ground, you'd think he'd be a lot better in the rest of this movie where he's just kind of relying on his animal shape-shifting powers. And he doesn't really seem like this this guy's so strong that he can fucking... (laughs) lasso the moon and raise out islands like where's all those abilities yeah uh we never see any of them (laughs) now we do see we do see that all right so basically most of his powers i feel like almost all of his powers rely on that fish hook and it's mainly just to change shape but it does seem like he's got some kind of a not super strength but he's definitely stronger than probably your your mortal man because i mean oh sure right right when he shows up he lifts the boat up with one hand and he's got it above his head um and obviously he's lived for over a thousand years he's been stuck on the island just there for a thousand years so i don't know how long he's actually lived but probably much longer than that so he's obviously ageless and he's also strong um uh so basically uh what ends up happening then is Maui's like, hey, thanks for the boat. I'm going to take off with your boat. And Moana is now <laughs> trying to figure out how to get back onto the boat so she can take him. Well, he like he locks her in like a cave. Yeah. Just tosses her down there and like boards it up or whatever. <laughs> yep. Pretty much leaving her to die. I should also state that he has this tattoo that uh, oh, is basically <laughs> a, a moving piece of art that not going to lie. I kind of wish I had because then I'd never be alone. 
<laughs> uh, but basically, this uh, this tattoo can, I guess, in a weird way, talk to him. But it also moves around. It's just like a mini version of him on his chest that can go up his chest, his back, his arm, all these places. So it's kind of like this weird companion that's with him all the time. Um, but uh, it's almost like his weird conscience as well in, in many forms in this movie. Because every time he's like making a bad decision, his tattoo's like, "Hey, wait a minute, this is not a good idea." Um, <laughs> So anyways, so Maui takes the boat. He starts to go out to sea. Moana gets out of that cave and makes her way almost to the boat. <laughs> she kind of falls just <laughs> short of the boat where she kind of just does a straight-up belly flop. But then the water puts her onto the boat. And um, this part I thought was funny because the rock just kept knocking her off of the boat. And then <laughs> she would keep coming onto the boat. And he does it again later on towards the movie. <laughs> <laughs> which, which I thought was funny because he's just like uh, she's like all right this is the plan he's like all right and then pushes her off the boat and then the water puts her back on he's like well I thought I should give it a shot <laughs> um, but yeah but basically um, Moana is trying to explain to Maui that she needs to return the heart back to Tafiti Maui doesn't want any part of this because obviously the last time he even touched or even saw that heart that's where he lost his fish hook and he's been stuck on that island because of that heart basically. So he's like, I don't want any part of this. So he's trying to get her off the damn thing. And during their sailing and arguing, uh, arguing, uh, these little tiny pirates show yeah. up. Uh, the coconut coconuts. Pirates. Yeah, the little tiny coconut pirates. And uh, they show up in this crazy ship that reminds me of that movie that just came out. Uh, what was that movie with uh, the giant, like, all of London on wheels? Oh, oh shit. What was the name of that thing? Mortal Engines? Yeah, Mortal Engines. It reminds me of that or like something out of crazy water world where it's just like this giant <laughs> city on a boat. Um, Reminded me of Sea of Thieves. I was like, oh, shit, we've entered Sea of Thieves territory. Yeah, dude. Every time <laughs> Here comes I, the ghost pirates. Every time I saw them <laughs> sailing, I kept thinking to myself, this is Sea of Thieves. Like when I'm watching them sail, it's just like, oh, man, I just want to jump into that game again and just ride in a boat and not do anything. Um, but <laughs> just yeah, drink beer till we die into our up. cups. <laughs> <laughs> and then drink that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so these little pirates show up because now she's like basically just showing every, you know, just has that heart out for everybody. I don't know how they showed up or why they showed up or how they were drawn to it so fast, but uh, but they were apparently. So uh, they're trying to get the hearts and we get this crazy action sequence where Maui's trying to now kind of help Moana with this. And at the same time, I don't know. I have no idea. It's a weird sequence. <laughs> uh, but Moana's trying to get the hearts. The weird thing I started to realize was, like, is everything in this universe immortal? Because, like, The Rock knew all about these things, and he hasn't been off that island in a thousand years. He knew all about that crab, and, like, he hasn't been – again, he hasn't been off the island in a thousand years. So has everything just been alive for thousands and thousands of years? Shit. (laughs) I didn't even think about that. Well, you broke the game. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, apparently. Um, but yeah, basically now these pirates try to get the damn thing. I'm not, I'm just going to go straight through this. Uh, they end up getting away from the pirates and they're now back to sailing. They come up with an agreement to where if Maui can get his fish hook, he will help her get the rock to the, uh, to Fiji. Um, and this is where he pushes her off and then she comes back on. The water's always <laughs> trying to keep this mission going. So mm-hmm. they, they have to sail to this place, basically the realm of monsters, which, I love that idea. I love there just being a giant realm of insane monsters. And I even like (laughs) 
the way that this place looks because this like the the animation in this place looks insane just <laughs> insane we'll talk about some of these monsters in a second but basically they they make their way to this mountain maui says stay here she's like nope i'm coming with so they both go up to the top of the mountain where the gateway or the entranceway of this realm of monsters is he does this crazy weird chant, and then they both jump in um so this is a place where the sea is above and not below which i thought was really cool and once they make <laughs> their way through the sea there's just this crazy like for lack of a better word, Realm of Monsters. <laughs> it was aptly named. <laughs> that it was. Um, so we're seeing these crazy monsters. Some of them have like, it reminds me of like Star Wars, Phantom Menace, where like they're going through the sea okay. of like Naboo and whatnot. And it's like, like monsters eating each other and stuff like that. Um, oh, okay. Um, I can see that. Oh, yeah. The Gungans. Yes, that's right. Um, so... Uh, we see some of that and whatnot in there. She's like trying, she's about to get eaten by something, but then something else eats that thing. Um, and then the <laughs> tongue looks so cool. Like the animation in this looks crazy, but there was that weird, that one weird monster in this where he had like that weird mask on. And it was purple. I don't know if you remember this part, but when he was walking, it was like all jittery, like the ring. I was like, what the fuck is this? I completely <laughs> forgot about that monster. And then he gets blown off by a, by a geyser, but uh, it scared uh, – well, it didn't scare me, but it, it was super freaky looking. You're just like, oh, God, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, why is it moving like that? It was Rick James' level of super freaky. Um, but, yeah, so Maui knows – well, he thinks he knows. Then a guy comes up and he's like, Misa! <laughs> <laughs> yep. I wish. Um, but Maui he's thinks he knows that the hook is on or with this crab called Tamatoa. Basically, he thinks that uh, the crab's got the hook because Tamato is supposed to be this crazy uh, scavenging crab where it's just always looking for trophies and treasure and all this stuff to just, you know, kind of hoard. So he's like, I'm pretty sure my hook's with him. So Maui's focus is to find the crab and then grab the hook. Um, they both meet up at the same place. <laughs> he's trying to get the crabs. He's <laughs> trying to get crabs. Um, I will say, though, the crab was played by Jermaine Clement. Yep, your buddy. Yep, my my best friend. Um, <laughs> I love that man to death. Um, the crab in this movie. Now, here's where I lie with this. I love Jermaine Clement. I love the crab. But I feel like this whole scene could have almost been left out, even though it pains me to say that. I, it's probably it, – it, the worst part is it's probably my favorite scene in the movie, but it's the most unnecessary scene in this movie. To find hmm. the hook could have been something easy to do, but they turned it into a giant song and dance. <laughs> and I love this well, whole sequence. I love it, but it was just like, why? And it's just like, why did it? Why wasn't it in here? Because the the crab should have been like. I wish he was like the main villain. It was such a great. I I loved the crab. It was hilarious. It was funny. <laughs> it was sinister because he talked in such a way. It was like, oh, he seems pleasant. But the things he would say, even in the song, was just like, whoa, that's a little dark, especially for a Disney movie. Uh, I mean, to me, like, I don't love this scene nearly as much as you do. But I think you have to have something here. Um, otherwise, it's just them sailing on the fucking <laughs> boat doing nothing for eight hours. So you got to have something happen in the middle some kind of mini adventure to give them something to do yeah um and so i mean i i don't know that there needed to be a song there could have just been some massive battle but i think yeah. you probably needed to give it about as much time as they gave it uh just so there's something with some kind of weight going on here and some other 
you know, adventure, especially since the last, you know, there doesn't really turn out to be much of a battle at the end. <laughs> oh yeah. There's not really a battle at all. Um, but I do love this scene very, very much. I just, like I said, uh, I, I could see where you're coming from. There probably needed to be something here. I guess yeah. without it, it probably would have been like, like you were saying, just them on a boat more. Um, <laughs> But I love this crap. You got to have the, the getting the hook back be something, you know, it can't just be like, oh, this was a quest where all you had to do is watch one little cutscene and yeah. give it to you. <laughs> That's true. I do. Uh, we do get probably my favorite quote in the whole movie where um, she's like, uh, you know, Tamatoa goes to go grab the, the thing around Moana's neck. And he's like, ooh, what's this? And he's like, I got it from my <laughs> she's like, I got it from my grandma. He's like, oh, I got it from my grandma. I ate my grandma. And it took me a week because she was humongous. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love it so much. Um, he says a lot of things. It's like every time he opened his mouth, it was just something that made me laugh. Um, <laughs> yeah, you love that guy. I do. I do. <laughs> that guy's just so damn funny. Um, but anyways, uh, so at this point, uh, Moana is being used as bait to pretty much just distract Tamatoa from Maui, who's about to jump on his back because, indeed, yes, he has the fish hook on the back of his shell. Now, to put it in perspective, if you've never seen the movie, Tamato is a giant crab. It's not like Sebastian from Little Mermaid. This thing is huge. <laughs> um, he's got this giant thing of treasure on his back and on the top it's of It's kind of like the uh, the crab boss in the first, like the intro level of Mega Man 8. <laughs> it's kind of what it reminds me of, where you have to keep kicking the ball at its shell to get it to oh, raise up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I can see that. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um... But yeah, so uh, Maui jumps on his back, grabs the hook, and oh well. Before that, we get the song, which is man, it's probably my favorite song of the whole. <laughs> of course, it is. <laughs> it's such a great song. It's so like pleasant to listen to. But like I said, it's like dark, and it even gets weird, almost like Nightmare uh, Before Christmas, like towards the end of that song, where like everything goes actually dark, but then it's all fluorescent. So it reminds me of like the Boogeyman. Uh, song oh, from, I can see that. So it's just like everything's just like glowing, like blacklight style, and the crabs particularly like glowing strangely because his gold will glow blue, and his eyes are like two different colors, and it's just like, oh man, what is going on? It's like a crazy acid trip. <laughs> he looked um, like Tron, kind of <laughs> just weird <laughs> lines of <laughs> glowy light. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, during the song, Maui jumps on his back, grabs the fish hook, but unfortunately, Maui, uh, for some reason, the shape shifting's working, but not properly. <laughs> So he's not <laughs> able to change into what he wants to. He's just changing into random animals, uh, which isn't helping him when he's trying to get the hell out of the ca- crab cave. So um, <laughs> they eventually do end up getting out. I'm just trying to pass, pass some of this. And you, at this point, uh, they finally make their way back to the boat. And um, let's see. she She's trying to figure out what, what's going on with Maui, and his powers aren't working. He's, like, turning into a weird, like, half-shark guy and... Uh, all this other weird stuff, but just not the things that he wants to. And then we find out more about Maui, how he was abandoned when he was a kid. Not sure why this is affecting him. Like, why his shape-shifting was being affected by that. I I don't understand that part in the movie. Yeah, but for some reason, uh, because he was abandoned as a child, I guess, he just couldn't shape-shift for some reason for about, (laughs) uh, about four hours. Because his parents tried to abort him. (laughs) to the sea <laughs> speaking of i saw a uh, movie on amazon i wanted to start watching but we had to start doing the show where we're like apparently some like aborted fetus gets thrown into the sewer with all these like toxic chemicals and it comes back for revenge i'm like oh this is gonna be great 
<laughs> not gonna lie, if you do not text me the name of that movie, I'm gonna be super angry because that is what I'm doing today. I think it was like the suckling. <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> it was on Amazon or uh, Netflix. Um, I think it was Amazon. Good, 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 good. All right. Oh, God, good times. All right, well, I'll definitely watch that after this. But basically, uh, just to kind of push forward now, basically we find out that he was abandoned as a kid, and uh, Moana basically gets him back to uh, shaping some shifts, and he also teaches her how to sail better and all this stuff to lead to, uh, boom, there they are. They're basically at the island. The first time they get to the island, that big giant dude, man, I can't remember. Taka, I, I think that's his name. Takate, Takate, the Mexican beer. <laughs> yeah, Takate was uh, very, very angry, and he's throwing fireballs, uh, trying to, you know, knock Maui out of the sky. But uh, you know, Moana's like trying to also get past the barrier reef that's around the island. So she, as she's doing that, uh, man, I'm trying to get past this as fast here as I was, can. Here was my thought on this whole thing, though. If this thing, they don't know what it is necessarily, but it's guarding the island. It's fucking mad that he stole the rock. Why not just throw the rock at it and be like, here, fucking take it. <laughs> and then problem solved. Well, they, they're trying to put it on the island. Yeah, but if this thing wants that rock, you just give it the rock and then you're good. You can leave. <laughs> you don't have to try to get to the island. Like, it'll put it on the island itself. No, it wants it for itself. Well, they think he... He well, yeah, they don't know himself. that it's the island itself, yeah. but let's say it's just it's not the island. It's just guarding the island. And it wants that fucking rock. You give it the rock. It'll put it in the island. Well, either no. way, you don't have to do all this. You can just give it the rock. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's not guarding the island. There were, so that was the thing is uh, when the grandmother in the beginning was explaining it, as soon as he took the rock, everybody and everything was after the rock to have its power because the basically the rock had all, you know, had the power to basically, I guess, I keep saying basically in this episode. Um, but the the rock had the That'll power. Be the title of the episode. Yeah. Well, basically. Basically. Uh, but it had the, the the power to create, I guess, because that's what the, the island Tafiti does. It creates life. So everything was after that rock because it was like one of the, the infinity stones, basically. Man, I said oh, it again. Now Shit. you're talking. So, um, <laughs> uh, so. When he took the rock, everybody and everything was after it, and he thought that that Takati was after the stone for his own you know, power so he could start creating everything. So it just stood by the mm-hmm. island, I would imagine, probably, well, you know, in their thoughts, just waiting for it to come back so they could, he could take it back or take it. They didn't know it was at the actual hmm. the island. So that's what I think everybody <laughs> was thinking was like, oh, this that seems like specious logic. Cause like, if you really wanted this thing and you know, it's not on that Island, why would you stay there? That's the last place you would look for. <laughs> well, I mean, at the time they didn't know that there was actually the Island. It's staying there because of that, but I, I don't know what else it could have been doing, but I don't, the, the movie never made it seem like that this Taka thing was a guardian of the Island. At least to hmm. me, it didn't make it feel that way. It just looked like, oh shit, this thing is just a bad, a bad mamma jam. And we don't That's what it. I thought. Even before they, you know, find out what it really is later on, I just thought this thing was there. It was pissed off that he fucking took the thing and it wanted it back. So if you just throw it to it, <laughs> give it back, you'll be fine. Oh, don't worry about getting on there and trying to do all the shit. Well, yeah, I mean, that would have tried been, that first. If that was the kid. <laughs> No, <laughs> not if it, then it starts creating hell around you. It's like, well, we <laughs> we fucked up this time. But wasn't it already doing that anyway? Just in that small area. <laughs> oh, no, it was doing it everywhere. 
even oh. in there. No. And like now the fish were dead and well, shit. That thing wasn't the thing that was corrupting everything. It was just uh, because the life had been taken. Everything around there was just slowly dying and it just spread to everywhere over a thousand years. It took forever. Well, anyways, so basically, man, damn it. So, um, <laughs> so we get to, uh, Maui and Moana trying to get to the island so they can throw the rock in the spiral. But unfortunately, this Taka thing is throwing fireballs like crazy. And, uh, eventually, I guess, break, I can't remember exactly. Oh, uh, Maui lands yeah. back on the boat and Maui's like, no, 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 you can't go past the barrier reef. And Moana's like, no, we got to try. And then Taka throws down a mighty fist and uh, breaks, or almost breaks, Maui's uh, fish hook, which pushes them way back out into the ocean, apparently. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they're way back into that ocean. So Maui's really like pissed off. getting knocked unconscious, but just happened to be knocked <laughs> far away where it can't get them anymore. <laughs> like, wait, <the> f- <laughs> it takes like Moana another day to get over there. But um, <laughs> so Maui's pissed off that his fish hook's basically broken after he finally got it back. And Moana's like, we got to try this again. And then we're, Maui's like, fuck you. And it takes off. And <laughs> we see now I like her, his attitude. Uh, another Star Wars reference where blue ghost grandma shows up as a stingray. <laughs> and then it's a human form and is explaining to Moana, you can you know, do whatever you want to do. But Moana doesn't want to be part of this anymore. She throws the rock into the ocean. Her grandma's, well, and then go back. Long story short, Moana's going to go do this again. So, dun, well, dun, dun. yeah. So she's like, well, fuck Maui. I'm going to go do it regardless. So she's using her newfound sailing skills. <laughs> use my powers of being a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So she, she makes her way back to the islands and slowly kind of tricking Taka, but uh, she almost gets clobbered until Maui shows back up. Almost saving the day, she finally makes her I way. I was so surprised that he came back. I know, I shocking. didn't see that coming. You know, it would have made it a good movie <laughs> if he never came back. <laughs> yeah, she just gets flattened and burned to death. <laughs> <laughs> but she makes it over to where the island used to be, and she finds out the island's no longer there. We find out then that uh, the island is actually Taka. And uh, again, long story short, uh, she, she <laughs> returns the heart back to the the fireman's heart he turns into lady lady turns into island island gives maui a new hook uh a lot of transitioning in this movie yeah, just going you just gotta go for it um island gives maui a new hook island gives moana a new boat she has to sail back i feel like that wasn't a good uh gift for moana after saving thousands of years of corruption here here's a new yeah. boat um, with flowers on it. Like, though. he gets a new fucking magical hook and she just gets a stupid boat? Yep. <laughs> That's what she deserves. And then, um, I do want to say... she was a princess, she would have gotten some better. So, if she... <laughs> That's true. Um, she makes it back to the, uh, the, her, her home island and everybody's cheering and everything's, you know, plentiful again. But one thing that really pisses me off, and this is how... This is why I think that women shouldn't be chiefs or princesses because they're selfish. Because in the beginning of the movie, her father states that, and I do like his, I like the thought process of this. On the very peak of this mountain, they have been placing rocks on the top of the, uh, on top of the peak. And basically for every chief, there's a new rock. And I love what he says, where he says, and when a new chief shows up, you place your rock on here. 
because you're making the the mountain just that much higher. Um, and I like that. I like that. It's it's super cool. I like that idea. Um, mm-hmm. But nice tradition. But unfortunately, Moana decides to take <laughs> a shit on that tradition because uh, she takes yep. one of the shells that she sees in the beginning of the movie. It's one of these colorful conks. And she, she places it on there as her rock, which means nobody will ever be able to place a rock on that fucking pile again <laughs> because this yep. is an oblong shape. <laughs> yep, you're just going to smash that thing. So, yeah, that was that was stupid as hell. Like, I could only imagine that that was because they were leaving that island because now they're voyagers. But that's fucking stupid, too. Like, who voyages like that where they just round up their entire country and they're like, all right, let's go. Well, that's the thing. They just build homes on the new place and move on. Like, what was the point of this then? Well, that's you've got to have some people living their lives. Well, they, not they, just everyone can't. Columbus didn't be like, hey, everyone in Spain, come on. We're going to go explore. No, he just took a handful of people. Well, that's what she what did. She didn't there. take everybody. There was still people. I think on she the took island. everyone. I don't think that was so. everyone. It was a whole fleet. <laughs> there's way more people than boats in that movie um anyways i don't think she took all of spain i think she only took a, a good portion of those people but yes I, uh anywho <laughs> uh, so and that's the movie that's basically how the movie ends Yep. That's Moana. Then they play the song again, but with some other lady singing it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, is you this? haven't gotten enough of this yet? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to sit on both chairs. But, but yeah, you were you were definitely right about me hating that chicken because, man, that chicken was dumb. <laughs> I like it. It was the baby Groot of this movie. Oh, same. Yeah, I guess I should have <laughs> saw that. I knew you were going to hate the chicken. Um, I like the chicken. The chicken in this movie is called Hey Hey. I thought, honestly, she was going to have two of those weird animal companions, uh, which I also thought was funny because The Rock even makes fun of the idea. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you're the daughter of a chief and you have an animal companion. That makes you a princess. Just like every other Disney movie. And I was like, that's kind of funny. That was a good one. <laughs> I like that. I mean, I don't like that because it's basically, you know, part of Disney's whole new thing of, no, no, that's not being a princess. Princesses are bad. That's sexist. <laughs> that's them poking fun at themselves by being like, oh, no, see, we're woke now. Now we've learned our lesson. Okay. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Hey Hey is the name of the chicken. He's a pretty funny chicken in the movie. He's he's probably a little too uh-huh. stupid. He's a stupid, stupid chicken. He's the kind of stupid where, like, that character is clearly meant for, like, tiny, tiny children. People under the age of four. <laughs> yep. And me. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's Moana. All right. Um, so, favorite final girl. Who are we going with? <laughs> the Rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, out of all the characters. He had long, luxurious girl hair. Who was your favorite character in the movie? There's not. I mean, there's a lot of characters in this movie, but I, if you yeah. had to... Put a lot of main characters. Yeah. Uh, I guess if I had to pick one, I would pick The Rock. <laughs> Maui. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he annoyed me the least, I think. Although it was kind of, I mean, it was kind of annoying that he just pretty much thought the entire movie never wants to do anything. <laughs> like, I could see that for a little while, but, you know, eventually maybe turn this around. But nope. <laughs> 
No, he kind of does. Back then. And then he goes. I mean, back he does for like shit. a second. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, all right, <laughs> let's get to the part where you know he wants to start chasing the chicken and doing the fucking fight. <laughs> Let Moana come out of her coma already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'd probably say The Rock as well. I mean, I really like Tamatoa, but uh, <laughs> he's not really a main character. I would definitely say The Rock. Moana's fine, too. I actually have no problem with Moana. Um, I don't find her annoying. I feel like she, whoever played her, I, I think it's just some no-name actress, uh, she did a good job. Sometimes when you get these, mm-hmm. like, these no-name people, they're not good. And I, I thought that she was convincing as a Moana, uh, kind of whiny <laughs> in the beginning. Also kind of like trying to stand up for herself and trying to be selfless and all this. It worked. It, it, it did the job. But yeah, The Rock was just way better. I, I, I just like this character. I don't think the actress did a bad job. Like, I mean, she did fine, but the, that character did kind of come off as like a know-it-all twat a lot of the time. It's true. <laughs> it's true. She always wanted to be wet. <laughs> she was real wet for that water. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, what other? Uh, um, all right, I don't know what other categories I can possibly do in this <laughs> best kill. Um. <laughs> uh, the father's best friend. <laughs> I was going to say the grandma, where the stingray ate her. <laughs> <laughs> Both good choices. <laughs> but there could only be one. I'll go with the best friend. Um, all right. Yeah, let's Moana. Um, yay, we did it. Yeah, you did it. You finally completed <laughs> not, not the greatest Pixar movie, I don't think, but I still enjoy it a lot. After watching it last night, I was like, damn, that's a good movie. <laughs> I haven't seen it I in mean, a while. The thing is, like, I mean, obviously, I have a stumbling block with uh, with animated things where yeah. it's hard to get me to care about them. Yep. First off. And then second off, I'm not sure when this was set, uh, if it's set way in the past or if it's just in a really backwards ass present. <laughs> but I've also kind of learned that one of the reasons I don't think I like fantasy or anything really set pre 1950, <laughs> to be honest, is anything set in a time before TV. I'm just like, why? <laughs> why go on living? Like, why do I care if these people live or die when they'd be better off dying? <laughs> they have nothing to live for. Jesus Christ. <laughs> There's way more to live. I barely watch TV. The only time I really watch TV is when I'm doing these damn movies for you. It's <laughs> plenty to live for. <laughs> they don't even have board games. Oh, that's true. They got nothing. They just got, oh, all day long, we're going to pick coconuts. Coconuts fishing and, and tell home. stories. Yeah. We come home and go to sleep because there ain't nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad life. <laughs> Man, I don't know. Couldn't do it. I, thought, I just got no patience. I for thought that. to myself yesterday, I was like, wow, a thousand years and you're still living on the same island with no technology. I was like, well, there's still a lot of like third world countries out there that have no technology that have been living <laughs> way longer than that. So I was like, okay, yeah. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> if you don't have the resources, you can't have the technology. <laughs> what was Maui doing for those thousand years? Though? He's building that like statue. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you should build like a shelter or fucking jacuzzi. <laughs> a statue. It's <laughs> a long time. Thankfully he had his tattoo friend. <laughs> Oh, God. 
All right. Well, I'm yeah. glad that I got you to break the seal. In a weird way, <laughs> I've popped your cherry. Oh, I don't want to ever hear that again. <laughs> Neither do I. Um, all right. Hopefully, uh, Creed 2 should be out on Tuesday. I already pre-ordered it on uh, Amazon, so it should be coming my way that day. I hope I can digital code and everything. Oh, yeah, that's right. The digital code. Good, 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 good. Yeah. I'll send that your way as soon as I get it. Cool. I forgot about that. I was like, I don't think I can rent it yet. But yeah, that's right. All right. I'm excited because like I've seen a bunch of like deleted scenes people put on YouTube. Uh Uh-huh. I'm like, fucking hey, there's some crazy stuff. It's like, wow, why did they cut that? Oh, well, I can't wait to hear about it. (laughs) Yeah. So we'll, we'll talk all about that next week. All right. So uh, I got a, I got a little bit of news. Real quick, I'm, I'm assuming you're probably going to go into some Weird Al eventually. Yeah. Gross. At some point. All right. Well, let's get to breaking news. It's breaking news. It's breaking. This week, we were introduced, I believe it was Tuesday. So basically this week. <laughs> so basically this week, Tuesday, somewhere around, I think it was like 7 a.m., they broke some news. Nintendo is they. They broke the news on the new Pokemon game that's coming out to the Switch. I must talk about this. Oh, is it that sword and shield one? Sword and shield. Yep. I have to get my feelings off on this. So (laughs) I got to get it off. So (laughs) break it off right here. um, So they said now that last year, they obviously they introduced Pokemon. Let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee. I played let's go Pikachu and I actually found that I had a very good time with it. The graphics were really nice. I liked the graphics in that. It looked kind of like chibi ish and, um, it's smooth. Like everything. <laughs> so not Detective really cool. Pikachu esque. No, not not <laughs> like that at all. Um, then Gen Eight, uh, this new Sword and Shield came out, and the graphics almost looked like it went backwards. <laughs> I think what they <laughs> did was they took Sun and Moon, and then tried to up the graphics a little bit, but it, everything still looks pixelated. And I feel like I'm the only one who's noticing this, except for now that I'm looking on, uh, the news update that I'm trying to pull up uh somebody else is also noticing this so that's oh, kind of good so got a compatriot it had the new the gen 8 <laughs> i need sort, to see this uh oh here i'll just i'll just share the screen real quick uh oh my, that doesn't look bad if this is actually what they look like they look very cartoony yeah yeah they got the black outline um and it looks a little yeah i guess cartoony is probably the best way of saying that I don't know how I feel about that because the rest of the world doesn't look like that. The rest of the world almost looks like it uses the graphics from Let's Go. But only the Pokemon look like they're the ones who are almost like comic style with this black outline and almost like – I I don't know. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. It's strange. I'm not sure why they did it that way. And when they're actually moving around, they look like it's pixelated. Now, I love pixel. Don't get me wrong. Big fan of the pixelated stuff. But not mm-hmm. entirely sure why they went this route. Why didn't they just use the graphics from Let's Go? I guess it's not a deal breaker, but I, I feel like, like I said, I'm, I feel like I'm the only one who's noticed this because I've brought it up mm-hmm. on a lot of like uh, YouTube stuff and uh, on Facebook. And I've even commented and said, why do the graphics look like they went backwards? And everyone's like, what are you talking <laughs> about? You're stupid. These look way better than Let's Go. I was like, what the f- Are you blind? <laughs> I don't understand wow, what's seeing- going on. I'm seeing a side-by-side comparison of the Pikachu from Gen 8 versus Let's Go. Yeah. Let's Go does look much better. <laughs> I, 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 I agree. It looks 
I mean, I'm, it's not realistic, but it definitely looks better. It doesn't have the outlines, and it it looks it's more, more 3D for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But anyway, so that's my biggest gripe about it. I feel like the graphics went backwards. Um, uh, but uh, we see more of the world. It's supposed to be kind of like a more of an England region Ooh. called Ga- uh, Galore or Galore or something like that. I can't. <laughs> Gaylord. Um. Yeah, that sounds bad. That's <laughs> But anyways, that's the name of this region. Uh, it looks amazing. Uh, the region looks really, really cool. Now, I have not played a Pokemon game since Gen 4, I think. Uh, what, is it? what was that one that came out? Diamond and Pearl, I think. Um, I haven't played a Pokemon. Now, I've dabbled a little bit in black and white, but I really fucking hated the Pokemon in that game. Um, and I didn't <laughs> play any of X and Y. I never played any of Sun and Moon. Um, so this would be the first one that I'd jump back into in a long, long time since 2000 and, oh my God, 2007. Holy shit. 2008, maybe ish, probably more like it, but I mean, it's been quite a while over 10 years or almost 11 years now. So, um, I'll be jumping in with this one problem. Well, yeah, I would get it. Um, but I'm not too excited for these graphics but the the region looks really cool of course they're going to be bringing a bunch of new pokemon they don't really showcase any of them minus three and yes we finally get our first look at the three starters of this um (laughs) of this you gotta say don't look great (laughs) they're off to a bad start agreed now i did not know this up until recently i just looked this up and the fire starters for every single uh pokemon game hold on let me look this up real quick uh is it this i think that's what this is um yeah yeah this is it so i didn't know this but i it's super clever and it's crazy that i've never really put two and two together hold on let me also do that let me type this in um here we go this is what I'm looking for. So for every single fire Pokemon starter that there is, they've attached it and always have attached it, which I didn't know this, to a uh, uh, to the Chinese Zodiac. Really? Yeah. Pretty crazy. So Is there uh, a year of the lizard? <laughs> there is. Well, it's the, huh. the year of the dragon. Makes sense for Charmander, right? Oh, okay. Then there's the year of the monkey, which was Chimchar. And then the year of the mm-hmm. rooster, which was uh, Torchic. The year of the dog, which was that, oh, God, that stupid dog one. I can't remember the fucking name of it. <laughs> Cyndaquil? No, Cyndaquil was the rat one because he's considered the rat Pokemon. But I don't oh. understand why. Uh, then yeah, there's the year of the, the tiger, which is that Linton, which was uh, last gen. And then Tepig, which was X and Y for the year of the pig. Of course, this year, uh looks like we're getting the year of the rabbit with the new Pokemon called Scorbunny. <laughs> rolls right off the tongue yeah you know <laughs> score bunny so <laughs> sounds like a bunny who just likes to do it a lot like rabbits like to do now i'm pretty likes to score that's true i'm pretty upset with this now when i found out that they did it to the chinese zodiac which i just found out like a week and a half ago secretly mm-hmm. deep down i was hoping they were doing a bunny why because i was born of the year of the rabbit so oh. i was like i'm really excited for this so let me hopefully get a bunny this year and then this is this is what i get i get a weird <laughs> normal looking rabbit with a band-aid on its nose and i said <laughs> why why did they do this to me <laughs> why couldn't it just be roger rabbit uh with a flamethrower on his back yeah a little upset with that 
Um, I mean, maybe the evolved form looks cooler. That's what I'm hoping for. They haven't shown any of the evolved forms. There's no speculation of what they're going to look like. So I, that's the one thing that I always look forward to because they normally give you the three starters and then slowly over time show you what the evolved forms look like, which is pretty cool. Um, like okay. the Owlette one uh, that came out, I think, in Gen 6, maybe Gen 7. But Owlette was a stupid-looking Pokemon, but its evolved form was badass. It was basically um, an archer. It would use arrows, and uh, its feathers would come over its head and look like a uh, a hood. So it looked like hmm. the green uh, the green arrow, basically, with these nice. arrows and stuff. I was like, oh, that is such a badass idea. But its fucking <laughs> its starter baby form looked like shit. It just looked like a dumbass <laughs> owl. So who knows? Uh, we'll see what these guys look out. But Score Bunny is— I don't even see that one on here. Uh, Who's the owl? Oh, the owl one it was— was a f- that it was one. a fire starter? No, it was a grass starter. Oh, okay. That would be why. Oh. Um, but yeah, so Score Bunny is the fire one. I'm not entirely sure. I mean, I almost want to choose him anyways because, like I said, I, I was born the year of the rabbit, so that that would be kind of cool, I guess. Uh, the other one is the grass one called Grookey. This one also <laughs> upsets me. Now, this is a monkey starter. We've already had yep. a monkey starter. It was a fire yeah. starter. I think Infernape was like Chimchar. The, yeah, Chimchar. I was like, well, now come on. Why are we doing that? That doesn't make any sense. We don't need another monkey one. Now, my, the only defense that I'd see that this could possibly go is instead of like a, you know, a, a chimpanzee, they're going to turn this one into a gorilla. It's the only way that they can go with this. If they make it another hmm. goddamn monkey, I'm going to be pissed off because it's already <laughs> starting off as a monkey. Could be an orangutan. That'd be cool. Uh, they already got an orangutan Pokemon, though. Oh, man. Yeah, and they already got 8 million monkeys. They got Apom. <laughs> got oh, Mankey. <laughs> <laughs> they got so many goddamn monkeys. Um, <laughs> I don't like the way that this one looks either. Um, I don't understand why it's a grass Pokemon. Uh, I don't like its little orange hands or its weird uh, yellow mask. Not sure <laughs> the options there. I like the little tuft of grass on its hair, but that's about all I like. Yeah. Uh, the other one, which people Ooh, are this is the worst memeing about like crazy, is Sobble. It's the water Pokemon, aka <sighs> Mudkip. Yeah. Again. What the fuck were they <laughs> thinking with this? It doesn't make sense that they've made Mudkip once, and then this is supposed to be the water lizard Pokemon. Okay. Oh, that does not look like a lizard. No, not at all. The only cool thing that this thing could do is it has like Vaporeon's effect, where it's if it's in water, it looks like it turns invisible. That's kind of neat. I like that idea, hmm. but this thing looks stupid as shit. <laughs> it looks just like Mudkip. It looks it really just does. like Mudkip, and I don't know what the <laughs> hell they were, what the idea was behind this. It could have been anything. It could have been a fucking fish. We haven't even had a fish. Oh yeah, for a starter, that's true. So why why are we getting this weird looking water lizard thing? Um, yeah, I would have liked that. That'd be cool. But yeah, anything that, but that. Yeah, a nice octopus. This... Has there been an octopus? Not a starter, but there's definitely yeah. an octopus Pokemon. Uh, right, like got tentacle and all those. Yeah, and uh, octillery squid. Whatever. Oh yeah, octillery. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I and I will say though, out of all the different kind of like versions of Pokemon, the animal versions are always my favorite, opposed to the inanimate object Pokemon, like <laughs> rubbish. Yeah. Or, uh, ice cream guy or anything. love disc, love disc. I don't know what that one's supposed to. It's just a heart. Yeah. Shit. Um, but 
uh, I feel like there's other goddamn animals out there that we could still use. Maybe, maybe they ran or, out. I don't know. Or I mean, if you don't want to go animal, just do something crazy creature looking thing. Don't just be like, oh, here's ice cream. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> just design a creature, you know. It yeah. doesn't exist Wait, like a I, griffin. Yeah, and they, but, you know, your own oh, original thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they 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 do that a lot with like the ghost and psychic Pokemon, which is cool. And yeah. they do a great job with those, like Abra. Like, what the fuck's that based off of? Just a man? Exactly. Yeah. Ghastly. I like those. It's just like, oh, it's a ball with gas. I get it. I love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so these three are the th- first three brand new Pokemon that nobody's ever seen before, and we are stuck with them right now. So. Um, <laughs> That's what we get. I like I said, I'm probably gonna choose Score Bunny, but I am interested in seeing everybody's yes. evolve form. Yeah. Normally normally I go grass for some reason, because I feel like they never get enough love, but I'm not choosing this <laughs> fucking monkey. Um and I definitely don't want to choose Sobble. Uh, even though he's got a cool looking like invisible thing in water, I don't give a shit. The Galar, <laughs> the Galar region. That's what it I is. I mean, does that I can't the see Galar. how that helps you. When you're battling, like, does that do anything? Oh, I don't know. I, I mean, it could. You're not going to be battling in the water. They always do, like, different things now with um, how they, uh, like, come out with new gens. So, like, every single generation, they try to twist something in a way. So, I mean, it could. I don't know. Maybe. It could be like, oh, we're, we're battling in a water environment. So it makes it harder for me to hit. I'm more evasive, maybe. Maybe oh. um, They've always had, like, after... I think it even started Gen 2, where everybody had, a like, an ability, um, like, a passive ability. I know Gen 4 definitely had it, because uh, when I was playing as Shinx, he had an aggressive ability, which meant that... I don't fucking remember what it meant. I think I did extra damage, or I <laughs> did a damage right away. Something happened where it was just, like, uh, it would show that, oh, Shinx is being aggressive. I don't remember, hmm. but um, anyways, uh, that, those are the three. Uh, I'm a lot of people are dissing on the name Sword and Shield. I'll tell you the reasons why I like Sword and Shield. Um, yeah, I don't mind it. Uh, a lot of people are poo pooing on it. And I don't know why. It's always been like opposing things, like red and blue. Those are always like the two colors. Nobody ever goes yellow, yellow and green. No, it's always been just like red <laughs> and blue. Even Sword and Shield are red and blue. Um, and then we've got X and Y. It's always been opposing things, like X and Y. Okay. <laughs> Everyone knows X and Y are opposites. Yeah, like the chromosomes. <laughs> um, black and white. All right, cool. Uh, sun and moon, opposing things. Sword and Shield works specifically because we're going to this England uh, yeah. uh, region. Makes sense. I, 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 I like that. Um, I mean, it could have been tea and crumpets, but I like Sword and Shield better. (laughs) (laughs) Even though now I wish it was tea and crumpets. (laughs) Pokemon tea and crumpets. (laughs) God damn it, I would buy every copy of that. I would buy both of them. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta have tea and crumpets. (laughs) I want it so bad. But yeah, Pokemon tea and crumpets, I'm just like, it's going to be a great, great little game. Um, like I said, mm-hmm. uh, the graphics look like they're kind of strange. <sighs> the thing is, is the trailer that came out said that they weren't, uh, that the graphics were still being worked on. So I'm hoping it kind of goes to the let's go. Cause I'm looking at a different screenshot with score bunny and the grookey and the Sobble thing. And it looks like it's the, like the, the graphics from let's go. So maybe oh. it's still working on it, but it could just be the cinematic from the actual game. So I, I don't know. 
I'm hoping it hmm. is like let's go graphics. I really like those graphics a lot. I don't want a weird pixelated game. That that was meant for the Game Boy. Let's let's move on, uh, Game Freak. Let's let's change it a little bit. We're 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 evolving here. Granted, you have <laughs> changed it a lot since back in the day, I suppose. So. Yeah, <laughs> compared to the Game Boy games, yes. Um, but absolutely, we'll see. I don't know what how I feel because like even in Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. I always you, – you still moved orthogonally. It was always that up and down, left and right kind of movement where in this, it's like it's all free form. It's all – it's like more – it's not really open world, but you're able to move in all the directions. You can move diagonally. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Not like predetermined paths so right, much. Right, you... exactly. Um, I, I know it's not completely open world where I – oh, I see that mountain. I'm going to go to that mountain. But it is it is a lot more freeform in the way that you can move around, which I know that they probably think they started that maybe black and white or maybe X and Y. Um, I don't know. I'm excited to try a game out like this. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, they are going back to the random encounters, so no oh, more. No. Yeah, I know. Too many people complained, and then now everybody's <laughs> complaining they want to go back. So it's just like everybody can't get their <sighs> fucking shit straight, which pisses God me damn off. It. So whatever how about they just like have an option then like in the options you could just turn on random encounters or not <laughs> i agree i agree stupid shit but that's Damn. what we're stuck with uh somebody's saying that these starter pokemon are basically like the powerpuff girls <laughs> uh score bunny with the airs it's not is, inaccurate uh blossoms bow looks just like this uh the rabbit airs uh bubbles uh, has the same like hairline as the the design on Savile's face, and then what was the green one's name? Peppermint Patty uh, or something like that. Grookey. No, no, no. The green Powerpuff Girl. Grookey oh. has the same airs <laughs> as the Peppermint Patty's hair. <laughs> so pretty crazy. Oh, uh, that's funny. People just find weird things. Uh, but yeah, so that's Pokemon Tea and Crumpets. Uh, looking forward <laughs> to it, and I can't wait to see more information about it. Uh, it's supposed to be coming out probably, I would say, closer to Christmas this year. It'll be uh, the big nice. game then. Um, oh, I also have to say, did I tell you that uh, Mario Maker is 2 is coming to the Switch? Yeah. Yeah, definitely got a boner for that one. <laughs> got a boner up real hard on that one. Big old nasty boy boner. All right. Oh, dude, uh, speaking of Pokemon, in Pokemon Go this week, I got a shiny... Uh, Charmander. Oh, yeah. So I got me a black Charizard now. Dang. Beep, beep, beep. Beep, 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 beep. He's like super weak, his balls, but at least he looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you got to have weak balls to be a cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a life. So true. It's a life lesson that I learned from going through from going through high school. <laughs> All those hernias taught me. <laughs> got to have weak balls to be a cool guy. <laughs> oh man good times indeed all right let's go to your wacky right. weird al all right it's that time again we're looking at the 1996 album bad hair day oh this is good yeah this was a favorite of uh of my family for sure <laughs> we listened to it in the car over and over again my dad still would even just a couple years ago before i finally got him an ipod and he had other choices <laughs> nice this is a good one. There's a couple style parodies, including one that I'm not going to ask because even I've never heard of the person. So, What if I get it, though? If you can get it, I'll be very impressed. <laughs> but 
this first one, this one's a style parody, but I think you might be able to get it. We'll see. Um, this is a song called Everything You Know Is Wrong. I like the song quite a bit. Here it is. That's not it. <laughs> Doesn't sound like Weird Al. <laughs> nope. I was walking to the kitchen for some golden grams when I accidentally stepped into an alternate dimension. And soon I was abducted by some aliens from space who kind of looked like Jamie Farr. They sucked out my internal organs and they took some Polaroids and said I was a darn good sport. And as a way of saying thank you, they offered to transport me back to any point in history that I would care to crazy accordion playing yeah i like that song there's a lot of good pool references in there um funny lines about like he gets the chance to go back to any time in history he could go back to and he chooses to go back a week so he could pay his phone bill on time (laughs) 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 it's pretty great uh do you have any idea who that was a style parody of is it the police So, you know, most often that's right, but not this time. <laughs> Is it Sting? <laughs> no. Then I don't know. <laughs> those are the only two artists I've ever heard of. <laughs> well, I'll give you these hints. Think about the, the weird lyrics. Uh, think about the fact that he did bust out the accordion. Uh-huh. <laughs> is it Weird Al? Because weird lyrics <laughs> no. and accordion mean Weird Al. Um, it's one of my favorite bands. Oh, the shitty B fifty twos. Nope. Oh, at this time, <laughs> they don't have a whole lot of accordions. Oh so. yeah. Oh, okay, it's, they might be giants. That makes a lot more yeah. sense. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Yeah, that sounds definitely. That that's good. Those are got good solid clues. Yeah, it does. It does kind of sound like a They Might Be Giant song. It's got the cool little horns there, too. It's yeah. it's definitely got a little bit of their flavor. Um, This next one is just a style parody of grunge, <laughs> according to the Internet. So <laughs> not really an artist grunge. to guess there. OK, <laughs> uh, this song is terrible. As much as I love grunge, I wish this song had been a better <laughs> song because I don't feel like he's doing grunge much justice. Um, <laughs> this is a song called "Calling In Sick," basically just about you know faking being sick so you don't have to go to work. Um, here it is. 
Hit my snooze alarm for the 27th time. Just don't feel like going to work. I think I'll call my boss, then I'm gonna hack and cough and wheeze. Swear I got some strange disease. What's that little twerp gonna say? Uh, all right so that's that's that song um i mean i can hear the grunge influence for sure especially those first couple notes sound very nirvana-esque with the doom like the little bass sounds like nirvana and offspring had a baby (laughs) yeah kind of like that except it's not funny so (laughs) or really (laughs) good sounding so it doesn't have really much of anything going for it um this next song this is a pretty good song it's uh I like this song a lot. Uh, it's kind of a doo-woppy type song, very uh, acapella. Um, it's kind of like uh, the other one, One More Minute. Uh, it's not quite as good as that, but it's still pretty good. This is a song called Since You've Been Gone, and it's not the Kelly Clarkson song. S-U-B-G. <laughs> Here we go. Well, I'm feeling like I stuck my hand inside a blender. Since you've been gone Well, since you've been gone Since you've been gone I couldn't feel any worse If you dropped a two-time bowling ball On my toes Since you've been gone It couldn't hurt anymore If you shoved a red-hot cactus up my nose Since you've been gone Well, it feels like I'm getting tetanus shots every day Since you've been gone it's like I got an ice cream headache that won't go away. Ever since the day you left me, I've been so miserable, my dear. I feel almost as bad as I did when you were still here. I like that one. Me too. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, it's a good song. It's got a good little twist there at the end. Yeah. Pretty solid. Uh, this next one, this one is a style parody. This is a song called I'm So Sick of You. We'll see if you can figure out who this is a style parody. Is this of. the it's one not where very it's easy. Cr- is this the one you didn't know? <laughs> uh, no, this one I, I do know the artist. Um, it's once you hear it, if you know this person, you you can see why, like or how that would be. But I don't know if you know too much about this artist, but we'll see. All right, I'll test you out. Uh, I'm so sick of you. Here it is. You drink the milk right from the garden. What are you in kindergarten? You belching everywhere, fouling up the air. Then you use my razor to shave your back hair. Break now, you even snow and you're wide awake now. You tell all your friends with a perfect couple. Well, maybe you should get a clue. 
guesses on that one is it john fogarty <laughs> no it's not the worst guess i've ever heard but <laughs> is it sting <laughs> no not this time it's gonna be sting one of these times <laughs> nah, i don't know okay um i'll tell you that that keyboard is a big tip off me that's kind of the most thing that, that sounds like this artist but Huey Lewis in the news no uh you're not too far off with these guesses um but it was in fact an, a style parody of Elvis Costello oh I don't give a shit about him <laughs> damn it you and your 80s hatreds <laughs> um all right well this next song is I like I really like this song quite a bit. Uh, this is a song called "I Remember Larry." Now this is the style parody where I'm like I don't even know who the fuck that is. Like what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so we'll see if you can get this one. But basically, this is a song um, about a guy remembering a guy he used to know named Larry who would always be playing pranks on him and giving him shit and pulling his pants down and posting pictures and putting them all over town and shit like that. All these pranks he used to play on him. Uh, what we're going to listen to is the last verse of the song where he kind of, you know, decides to get revenge. Here it is. I remember Larry. Yeah, so that's guess. a good song. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't even. Bother. I always thought that that was the Weird Al song. I mean, it it very much seems like it, but apparently, according to the internet, at least, it's a style parody of like Hilly Jacobs, I think, or Hilly Michaels, somebody whose first name was Hilly. I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, apparently, he was the drummer of the band Sparks. I don't know. He must have had a single career at some point, but barely anybody even remembers the band Sparks, let alone. <laughs> Hmm. Billy Michaels or whatever his fucking name was. So, okay. I can't imagine who, like what that was supposed to be, but it's a really good song. Um, kind of like the good old days. It just kind of ends with him low key committing a murder. <laughs> the good old days. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, and then we got the last one on this album, which is a real classic. 
one of the ones that you said would probably make it to the end of this tournament and probably will make it very, very far, if not to all the way. Hmm. It sounds like Weird there else- might be a night that maybe hmm. Santa would go crazy. Oh, could be. <laughs> But it's not. This is, weird. <laughs> this is the second uh, Weird Al Christmas song we've listened to. This is, as you predicted, the night Santa went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All the elves were making toys For the good Gentile girls And the good Gentile boys When the boss busted in Nearly scared him half to death Had a rifle in his hands And cheap whiskey on his breath From his beard to his boots He was covered with ammo Like a big fat drunk Disgruntled Yuletide Rambo And he smiled as he said With a twinkle in his eye Merry Christmas to all Now you're all gonna die the night Santa went crazy The night Saint Nick went insane Realized he'd been getting the wrong deal Something finally must have snapped in his brain Well the workshop is gone now He decided to bomb it Everywhere you'll find pieces of Cupid and Comet And he tied up his helpers And he held the elves hostage And he ground up a roof into reindeer sausage He got Dancer and Prancer With an old German Luger And his slash cup dasher Just like Freddy Krueger And he picked up a flamethrower And a barbecue blitzer And he took a big bite And said it tastes just like chicken Yeah, that song does it for me. Right in my, <laughs> right in my spine and beans. <laughs> it's pretty great. And uh, during the live version, Weird Al always sings the last verse a little bit differently. <laughs> it's even darker than it does in the original song where uh, Santa ends up going to prison. In the uh, in the live version, he ends up just getting shot. <laughs> mm. Santa Claus is dead. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, I love that song so much. And yes, of course, that's going to be my obvious choice for this one. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think I've said this maybe on the podcast before, but I mean, I did an entire comic because the way that he says everything in this, it just, it's so, it's such vivid detail that like every, <laughs> yeah. every square that I drew something in was a different line or a different verse that it just, ah, oh, it was just so, it's just a beautiful picture for me to paint. <laughs> He's just writing these beautiful lyrics that inspire me. <laughs> I think I still got that comic somewhere. It's probably right with the rest of my junk. Yes, someday. Yep. I'll try to. You can just it. get into that closet when you guys when you guys come over in June. <laughs> I'll get into this closet, and you guys because I have to get the futon out for Nicole or not Nicole. What's her name? Kaylee and uh, Nick. Well, I was right, Nicole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so those tools have the futon so that uh, I can get the futon out so I can actually go with those damn boxes. Yes. Burn. <laughs> lay them out for all to see. Look at my pleasantries, everyone. Here they are. Hopefully there's not other things in those boxes. Don't. don't oh, God, there's a box full of dildos. Don't rummage through the boxes. 
<laughs> this is for my eyes. <laughs> All right. All right. So that one's definitely in. Yep. That one's a definite. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say Colin and sick is definitely not in. <laughs> nope. That's definitely out. I like the acapella so song. Yep. Since you've been gone. I like that one. I'm cool with that. Um, I like the so first one, but with... I know you like the Larry one. Oh man. I know it's kind of between those two, I think. Cause the first <sighs> one I remember listening to a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. It's got so many great lines in it. All right. Yeah. I think we got to go with that one. Sweet. At least we got good old days <laughs> on there for that one. So it's kind of similar. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully Larry won't be mad that we didn't put his song in there. (laughs) (laughs) He will be. All right, cool. Well, that's all said and done. Did Weird Al. Talked about Pokemon. Got Moana off our chests. Yep. Do you have any board games you'd like to discuss? Now we did the video game news. (laughs) Any Uh, board game news? um, I don't really have any board game news. I mean, like I said before we even started recording, I got Fireball Island, but I haven't really played it yet i just kind of rummaged through it but it is very very reminiscent to games from back in the the 80s and 90s for sure i mean Mm -hmm. the board is a 3d board with a bunch of like plastic little pieces like uh, palm trees and marbles and even the volcanoes like a giant chunky plastic piece so the, the game just looks super 80s 90s nostalgia so it's really cool looking i haven't played it though i'm excited too though Oh god, it looks so good. I know. Ooh, they got I want to play that dice. game when we come out there for sure. Oh yeah, that'll probably be the first one we all play. It's got yes. uh they got rid of the dice movements, so it's like card movement, so like you get to choose which number. You still have to go the those amount of spaces, but at least you get to choose. It's not like I roll a die and just move and let the game play itself. Hmm. Um so that's pretty cool. Um that's cool. Yeah, I like that. Um but yeah, I'm really excited for it. We definitely got to play it when we come out or when you come out because man Fireball. We'll probably play a bunch of games because I gotta. I gotta. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not even against that. That's fucking awesome. Yep, I'm excited. <laughs> we can go to Gabby's and play on the fucking second floor. Yeah. Let's move in there. Yeah. Like we're ordering a pizza here. Tent. <laughs> Man, I had some weird dreams last night. I guess we'll talk about dream news. Me too. Man, <laughs> yeah. I had this one dream that, like, who was it? Was it you or Gully? Or was it none of you? <laughs> somebody went with me on i think it was gully we're gonna go on a weird camping trip and he's like oh i like to go up to this like really popular place i was like well you come with me we'll go to a cool place on the river and then we went to this river and then there was like like a special forces squads and helicopters and oh, Gully's like, why would you want to go here and i was like this is never like this <laughs> it was like this weird <laughs> Weird dream, man. I don't know. There's like parachuters <laughs> jumping out of shit. I was like, what the fuck? We're just coming here to try to go camping. <laughs> this is intense, like camping. Yeah, very intense. <laughs> just like camping. Well, what was your dream about? Oh, man, I wish I could remember. Like, it was one where I, like, I was having one weird dream. I got up to, like, go to the bathroom and then came back and had another weird dream. Yeah. <laughs> I can't really remember either of them, but, man, it was just, like, rolling into each other. <laughs> Oh, man, dreams are just weird. I do seem to remember at one point being in like a mall-ish area, like an outdoor mall. And I think Nick was there and he just kind of broke off to go like there was, there was like some kind of an auto garage. He was just like, I'm going to go practice. 
<laughs> that he was going to go work on cars. I have to go practice car working. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? As soon as I woke up, I was like, yeah, that's weird. I don't think that's a real thing in life. <laughs> don't knock it till you try it. How did I not realize this was a dream? <laughs> <laughs> I have to go practice. That's gold. Pure gold. Oh, good times. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened. Like, I went to bed, like, early last night, and then, like, I slept real late today and just was, like, crazy dreams the whole time. Yeah, man. I woke – I usually always sleep on my chest, but I woke up on my back, and I woke up. I was like, wow, that's a fucking weird dream. <laughs> like, <laughs> goddamn, why am I on my back? Oh, God. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I've been sleeping all kind of weird ways because, like <laughs> – so I have my mouth just hurts to lay on oh, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> just like, uh. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, but uh, you got any comic news? Uh, not a whole bunch. There was this whole rumor that's been going around since I want to say Friday where they kept, there's a big hubbub on the internet that Disney wants to shut down Marvel Comics. <laughs> um, This is the rumor. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know that it's actually true or not. It sounds like from what people are saying, it's probably not true. And it's just kind of bullshit, um, which is probably the case. Uh, the sad thing is, is when I heard that news, I was almost like relieved. <laughs> I'm relieved. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, I won't have to buy these anymore. Thank God. These terrible comics. <laughs> you just buy back issues. Yeah. <laughs> But it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. It seems like, if anything, they would probably just maybe shut down the offices in New York and fold them into Disney, you know, headquarters or something like that. And maybe to save some money that way. And hopefully they'll actually try to make them be better, <laughs> try to actually make things people want to read and, yeah. you know, set, stop trying to piss the fans off. Like, that would be nice. <laughs> no, they're going to keep doing that. <laughs> Instead of just like calling everyone a fucking Nazi and a bigot because they don't like your terrible stories. <laughs> Maybe you actually come out with a book that's not terrible. <laughs> we'll see. That'd be great if they shut it down, though. That would be just relief for everyone. <laughs> it would. It would show them that like people like you have to give people things that they're interested in or they're not going to buy your product. And this is what's going to happen. Yep. Very true. Very true. Yeah, so it's dumb, but we'll see what happens. I I don't think that's going to happen, but you but never know. Can dream. <laughs> this is uh, this is the week Captain Marvel comes out. And everybody's so excited. <laughs> By which gonna, I mean they're not. You're gonna see it. Yeah, yeah, see it. I'll see it because I have to. <laughs> Probably only gonna see it once though. Unless it's so amazing, but I doubt it's going to be. It really does not look good. Yeah, it looks bad. Um, I don't want any part of that. Most Marvel movies, I'll go at least twice opening weekend. Not Black then, Panther. You know, yeah. <laughs> that movie was just like, I had tickets, literally had tickets to see it a second time. And I was just like, no. <laughs> I saw it the first time and I was like, I can't do that again. <laughs> I can't, just can't. <laughs> so I traded him back in. <laughs> For a new sports car. <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> well, nice. I can't remember if there's yeah. any more news that I needed to talk about this week about other shenanigans. Um, uh, I did watch a thing. 
yesterday on YouTube, and I don't know if I completely agree, but I don't know if you've been following Cinemassacre, but they've been do- comparing the Indiana Jones movies. I did see those go up. I haven't watched any of them yet, though. So the Raiders of the Lost Ark and the Crusaders, it's basically a versus, and that one's okay. The more interesting mm-hmm. one, surprisingly, is the Temple of Doom and Crystal yes. Skull. And oh, God, no. <laughs> yeah. I was with you on Temple of Doom, but not Crystal Skull. That's just a terrible movie. Well, they do a versus with that, and apparently, and I didn't know this, but apparently Temple of Doom is wide widely renowned as like the oddball out like the one that people don't like that much <laughs> yeah i have heard that argument before like i know the nostalgia critic did a whole thing on that where he was talking shit about it and they had brad jones on there to kind of be the voice of reason saying about how, how great that movie is <laughs> but um yeah nostalgia critic i don't i think hates it yeah a lot of people do and i i looked it up because after watching the video I, I i saw a lot of like it's not like like a garbage movie, but a lot of people just no. like it. it wasn't like a movie that a lot of people enjoyed, at least compared to the other two, I guess. And it's strange to see that because I was just like, oh, that was the one that I grew up on probably the most. I mean, I, I still yeah. like Last Crusade more, but I always thought. Here's the problem, though, is like they kind of like I think two was kind of so polarizing that with the Last Crusade, they kind of just went back and redid Raiders of the Lost Ark again, except with his dad. <laughs> Like, it's very similar of a movie. It's kind of the same exact plot line and same storyline. Like, whereas Temple of Doom, at least, was totally different. Yeah, it it was very different. Um, a lot of, like, when they were talking about it online, they were talking about how it was, like, more or less, like, Indiana Jones as a horror movie, which I, I at first mm-hmm. I was like, no, that doesn't make sense. But then they started showing more and more clips. I was like, oh, I kind of see that it's more of like <laughs> yeah, a there's gross guys movie. ripping hearts out yeah there's the <laughs> hearts and then there's horror. the eating like the crazy like uh food and then there's the the insects chamber like there there's a lot of like stuff in there that people would be like cringy about um yeah so i was like oh i can kind of see that but then they started comparing it to the crystal skull and i found this very interesting because um uh, Indian or Indiana Jones. Uh, <laughs> I meant James <laughs> Rolfe. James Rolfe was talking about how he actually likes the Crystal Skull more, not by much, but more what? than the Temple of Doom. Oh my God! Now Temple of Doom. Uh, now out of the three original, I would say that I like Last Crusade, and then probably Raiders, and then Temple of Doom. But Raiders and Temple of Doom are very close, and they're both very like to me. I like both of them a lot. It's just they are polarizing movies because. I, I like more of the adventure film where Raiders mm-hmm. of the, or uh, Temple of Doom was more of like a weird – he just landed in India. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> yeah. like he was – he wasn't looking for artifacts in that movie. No. It wasn't like I knew what he was – just going to free slaves. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, oh, he's just so happened to land there. And it was like it, – but it's still an enjoyable movie. I always thought that it was a fun movie to watch. But I, yeah. I like Raiders a little bit more after finally watching it I think a year or two ago for the first time. Um but uh, I, I I enjoy both of them in their own rights. But to choose the Crystal Skull, <laughs> which I find <laughs> is a much lesser of a movie, wow. makes me almost want to rewatch Crystal Skull and see what the hell James Rolfe is talking about. Because he said you got to understand, you have to go into it thinking that it is going to be almost another like Temple of Doom, where it's just a weird out there movie. And I'm like, yeah, but it was too out there. Like he well, survives literally. a nuclear blast in a fucking fridge. Like that doesn't make any sense. It's it's that part, and 
uh, the monkeys is what he oh, says. Oh, God, those monkeys were uh, brutal. <laughs> those are the two <laughs> most terrible. Uh, talked about portions of that movie out of anything else in that movie. Nobody ever talks about <laughs> the other stuff in the movie. But that's the weird thing is th- those are the two things that always stick out to everybody. <laughs> yeah, it was all terrible. Like I remember even then, besides the monkeys, that whole jungle sequence where they're like having a sword fight on the cars and like shit. And you're just like, no, none of this looks real either. <laughs> or they're like, they're, they have an 80 something year old man with them and they keep going down this waterfall fucking on a raft. Like he would, there's no way an 80 fucking something year old brittle man makes that thing without dying. <laughs> well, I mean, in all, in all respects, and they even said this, uh, in the thing, I mean, they, they open up a raft after leaving the plane and that falls hundreds of feet from the plane, <laughs> lands on a mountain, then flies off the mountain, falls hundreds of feet again into a <laughs> river, which they ride the raft to India. <laughs> I totally buy that because at least he was young. <laughs> uh, yeah. He can bounce back from that kind of thing. I don't know about all that. Um, but yeah, that's what he was trying to compare the nuclear blast to, which will, and this is a great point that he also says. Let's say that the refrigerator does stop the radiation and the refrigerator does stop the immense heat coming from <laughs> the radiation. There's mm-hmm. no chance in hell that that refrigerator. After tumbling a bajillion times, he would just get out of there and like, oh god, oh no, CGI gopher. <laughs> nope, <laughs> you'd just be a mangled mash of shit <laughs> pour out of that refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would be dead, dead goo. Yep, but yeah, it threw him like miles and miles away. Like, come on, yeah, <laughs> you're <goofy>. dead. <laughs> Um, yeah, I still think that Crystal Skull's garbage. Yeah. But I mean, Shia LaBeouf's not terrible in everything. There are some things he's good in, but he was definitely not good in that movie. I don't think he was bad in this movie. It just, I think he was overworked at the time because he was also doing Transformers at the same time. And then, uh, what was another movie that he was in during this Hmm. time? Uh, I just remembered this movie coming out, and I think the same year as like Transformers coming out, and I was like, "Jesus, Shia yeah. LaBeouf is getting some goddamn work." <laughs> yeah, and they were trying to just make him like the new Indiana Jones, but nobody was going to have that. Like, yeah. No, 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 we don't yeah, want this. It's an interesting watch, though, to see them kind of argue about it. There's this one guy who keeps blabbing though, because he's like such a fan of Temple of Doom. He's kind of like the voice of reason in this because it's yeah. four guys talking. And he just keeps talking, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, well, I'd still choose Lost. And, and the problem is, is like he he goes on this rant about like, well, I would choose Lost World over Temple of Doom, but I wouldn't choose Crystal Skull. It's like Jurassic Park Lost World is a pile of trash. You're kind of like demoralizing <laughs> yourself and everyone around you right now saying that. Yeah. That movie's awful. You're hurting your own argument with that one. <laughs> I just rewatched that one recently and was like, man, this is – Worse than I remembered. Yes. And I remembered it being bad. Yep. I did the same thing, and I thought the exact same thing. I was like, God damn, this is a shit movie. The first, like, <laughs> hour is ass and shit. <laughs> Just ass and shit everywhere. God, I hate that movie. The CGI yeah. is awful. Just the worst CGI, I think, in all of Jurassic Park history is in that fucking movie. Yeah. Like, how did it – how was it so good just a couple years before this, uh. and now you lost it? I mean, really, the recent ones have been terrible in that regard, too. 
CGI has been awful. I mean, CGI is CGI, but this was like extra shitty CGI. It's like, look, that's a stegosaurus. No, you're looking at nothing. <laughs> there's nothing there. It's nothing that convinces me or you that there's a stegosaurus. <laughs> nope. Not even close. Honestly, to me, I think I think Last Crusade might be my number three of the original ones. What? Yeah. That's blasphemous, dude. That's fucking blasphemous. It's kinda it's kind of the same thing as the first one. Yeah, but except it's got Sean Connery. Yes, which makes it better. I don't like it. I don't think it's better than the first one. It's got a great ending. That whole thing, once they actually get to the thing and they're looking for the grail and he's doing those tests. Yeah. That's great. That's pretty memorable. The rest of the movie, not really. Oh, it's still really good. I remember when he's like getting the shield through the sewers with all the sewers and the rats and the fire. That that yeah. scene is so good, and I love that whole library but scene. That's like about the same as the snakes thing from the first one, except the snakes thing I would put is better than the rats thing. Ah, <laughs> uh, cool boy. Yeah. In terms of love interest, like I take you know fucking what's her name from the first one. Oh well, yeah, Marion or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Marion. I don't know. Sean Connery is the reason why I, I, I absolutely choose Last Crusade over Raiders. Like I said, I like Raiders a little bit more than Temple of Doom. But Crusade, the whole circus thing in the beginning is amazing where you kind of see <laughs> a lot of like the you know, how he gets the scar on the chin and where yeah. he gets the whip and the hat. I, All of that is – I mean it, they just shotgun I, his fucking origins in about yeah, a 15-minute exactly. thing. That's the thing. Is it kind of like I like that on one on one hand, but then like why did every single piece of his character come from one 10 minute stretch in his life? <laughs> like that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I loved it anyways. Uh, the whole circus thing was so good. I love the circus thing. Um, I like the, the the chemistry between his father and Indy the whole time. It's so fucking good. It's like a it's like Sean Connery <laughs> was his love interest in the movie, and I loved that. <laughs> That's true. But even the father like doesn't kind of get into it till halfway through the movie. I want to say That's true. But like that it's a surprisingly long great. time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with the birds. <laughs> You're kind of narrowing the whole movie down to like, yeah, this part though was real good. No, because <laughs> no, he, I like, of it. I like the, uh, cause the, oh man, I can't remember his, uh, father's friend. The part name. where like the part where he like meets Hitler and gets his autograph. Like that was, just I love silly. that. <laughs> God, I love that part so much. <laughs> so fucking funny dude they're doing a book burning and then hitler's just there and he finally gets the book back and then it. that's hilarious <laughs> oh, God. we gotta do those movies someday on the show we do those movies are so goddamn good they're apparently they're doing a fifth one dude yeah i knew about that with steven spielberg harrison and... ford yep why <laughs> he's i don't know he's older now <laughs> I can't. Im- I'm really curious of what they're going to do with that. Like how you have him do any kind of action things. Like they barely pulled it off in like uh, what you call it, Force Awakens. <laughs> it's true. I don't know. We'll see. I'm I'm looking forward to it because it is Indiana Jones. I hope they go back to the adventure stuff opposed to weird. Man, I really don't remember much of Crystal Skull except for those weird moments that we all want to forget about. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to try to like I've heard people speculate that maybe they'll try to introduce a new young Indiana Jones, like show him in flashbacks, like Chris Pratt will be playing him in flashbacks. And then that's how they, you know, set him up to be the new Indiana Jones or something like that's that. That's what I heard, too. Which, yeah, which I wouldn't be totally against. I'm not I guess. against, but I. It... It's a hard character to try to be for anyone else. It just sucks because do a good job. 
Harrison Ford was young. <laughs> I mean, yep. he was probably younger than Chris Pratt is now. And they're going to basically, it's not going to be young Indiana Jones. It's just Indiana Jones, but now with Chris Pratt. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's hard for me to actually, but yeah, you're probably right. That's probably what they'll end up doing. I mean, another thing I heard was maybe that they'll go the route of like, you know, modern Indiana Jones. He's or not modern, but, you know, whatever year he was when he'd be this age, probably the 70s or 80s, something like that. Um, but he's kind of like he's teaching a whole class of Indiana Joneses, essentially, like he's like teaching Jedi's. the next generation. <laughs> yeah. The young <laughs> of uh, like archaeologists <laughs> and he'll kind of die and pass the torch along to them. And then you could have a whole movie about a group of them i wouldn't want a group but one. i wouldn't mind if like chris pratt was in that group then yeah that would be, yeah, fine. be fine with that and then i mean it wouldn't have to be like indiana jones it would still be like it, 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 i don't know i don't know what they call would it raiders <laughs> yeah raiders of something indiana and jones they're adventures going after. featuring the pratt <laughs> lego movie three <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. I'm excited to see what will happen. I'm scared, yeah. but excited at the same time. <laughs> Just no more aliens, please. <laughs> yes. For the love of God, no more aliens. The, the shitty thing was is when they announced Crystal Skull, at the time I knew what this Crystal Skull was just from like the History Channel and stuff. So I was like, oh, this will be cool. And then it, they farted in my mouth. <laughs> and then I had to taste it for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they could be going after at this point. What else? is there that you like you really want people to find another religious like the holy grail is a big thing and the ark of the covenant that makes sense but yeah what else can they do they'd probably just have to make something up at this point nah fountain of youth i can't oh okay yeah and then they digitally de-age him <laughs> <laughs> and he turns into chris pratt <laughs> <laughs> It was a oh, shape-shifting water. They could do as above, so below uh, with the Philosopher's Stone. Oh, isn't that just Harry Potter? <laughs> no, no, that's the Sorcerer's Stone. Oh, I think it's the Philosopher's Stone in uh, Britain. And they changed it to the Sorcerer's Stone for America. Oh, yeah, no, it's the Philosopher's <laughs> Stone, though, for sure. Because that's an actual stone that is said to be, oh, God, who the fuck did it? Da Vinci? No, it wasn't Da Vinci. I don't know. But it was in that one... Um, uh, one of the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was in one of those like found footage movies, As Above, So Below. Did you ever yeah. see that one? No, I know it's on Netflix. Oh, dude, you I should totally wanna... watch it, dude. It's really yeah. good. It's, okay. It's definitely I'll not a bad it. movie. Uh, I know you're not the biggest fan of found footage, but this one isn't ghosts. This one's <laughs> yeah, not ghosts. I appreciate that. It's, it's just weird. claustrophobia, it seems like. Oh, man, I really can't put my finger on this one because for a second I thought it was ghosts, but it's not. It's just fucking weird. <laughs> it's just a <laughs> bunch of weird shit that happens because they're like, watch my screen. They go from above to the middle section, and you think they're going down further, but they're actually going back up. But to get oh. up, they have to go down. Oh, dude, it's so such a bizarre movie, but all this weird shit just keeps happening. Once they find the Philosopher's Wasn't... Stone, it's such a great movie, though. Well, it's not great, but it's good. I like it a lot. <laughs> I thought there were ghosts. Weren't the, isn't that the one where there's like, you know, they see a piano or something that 
because one of them had something with a piano, so there's like yeah, a ghost piano. <laughs> it's not so much. It's not ghosts. It's visions. It's not like ghost yeah. things are happening, but like okay, visions of things that happened to them in their past, like will show up to where like people are like, "What the fuck's that piano for?" But then they they later find out it was actually this one guy who had you know I'm not going to try to spoil it for you, but it, it's not like ghost things or like spooky things are happening where like oh <laughs> what was that it was ghosts no it's like just weird shit it's just weird shit I don't know hmm. I can't really explain it very well just weird shit I like weird shit yeah it's there's some of that in there um, <laughs> but yeah as above so below check it out it's good it is on Netflix. I watched it again right. about a month ago. It's good. Stuff. I'll have to watch it. I know Steph had said good things about that too. Yeah, it's a good movie. When I talked to her, she was telling me that that movie's awesome and I should watch it, but I didn't. <laughs> you did great things. Someday I will. Mm. Hopefully soon, because I'm sure they'll take it off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like they do with everything. Yep. Um, all righty. Well, I think that's about it. I've got to go watch that movie, The Suckling. <laughs> suckling <laughs> mm, i can't wait to see that fetus um all right well this has been another great episode from the original janksters i'm peter jank that's kevin jank and as always remember to flip that tip and thanks for listening bye everybody goodbye <laughs> Everything's coming up, Millhouse!